0: Hello, everybody, my Bravo believers. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Bravo East Coast Housewives. This is your girl, Kim, here every week, here every Tuesday. Yin's guys know the story. Yes, I hope you all had a wonderful Thanksgiving. If y'all do that, if y'all didn't, I hope y'all had a kick ass weekend. Tis the season to be December, and I am excited because I am what they would call an obsessive Christmas celebrating freak. Freak in a good way, you know what I mean? So I am ecstatic. I already have all of my Christmas shit up in my parents' house. Yes, I said it. And I think it looks loverly and I love it. And oh my gosh, this is crazy. I put the picture of my Christmas tree as a post on my Instagram. And let me tell you this. You are able to look at your insights if you're on like a business account. Okay, whatever. So I looked it up. (laughs) I had more people I would say almost more people liking that photo than I actually have followers which I find hilarious which by the way follow me what the hell if you don't you're making me upset follow me please but also subscribe you know I'll get to that shit later we all know what the fuck I have to say for that for sure now I just thought it was hilarious I see that not only did I get like almost more likes than my actual follower number but the fucking picture itself reached over 3,500 people or something, which is super duper high for me. So I just thought that was hilarious because I'm like, what the fuck? I'm trying to have everyone look at my shit for my Bravo stuff and everyone's looking at my damn Christmas tree. Okay. Like come into my life. Let's get personal, honey. So I just thought that was hilarious. You know, now what we're going to do, last couple weeks I had two amazing guests on the show uh, coming up in December and uh, in the new year, in that season era, you know what I'm saying. Got some fun little things coming up for you guys, and I hope you're excited for it because I know that I am. So let's get back to the usual solo episode that I do, and we're going to start with What the Bravo. So, what the bravo here, people. Some of the things I know that we've probably heard already, but I just want to touch on it just because I fucking want to. You know what I mean? Okay. Candace and Chris. Candace, Dillard Bassett, Chris Bassett, they finally got a house. Woo, woo, woo. No more mortgage pain from old uh, Miss Dorothy. No, no, no. Congratulations to Yin's guys. Uh, I wonder if you gave house keys to Miss Dorothy because you know that her ass is probably going to be knocking on your door at night just to see what's going on. I wonder what happened to the old townhouse. I like that townhouse. I thought it was pretty sweet. So, but yeah, congrats Candace and Chris finally getting the dream house. And uh, now since we're on Potomac, of course, Potomac was a pretty like crazy shit show, but it was awesome. Karen, what the fuck were you thinking? We'll get there. Now, Concerning Giselle, I think I, f- I saw this on Reality Blurb uh, website. So she goes on and does an interview talking about the recent reunion that we've all been seeing, all the clips, uh, all the teasers, really, not clips. They didn't show that yet. But the the outfits that they wore and everything, we've been seeing that on Instagram. So she's talking about her experience there. And apparently she says that it did not go well for her. And because of it, she just lost it, honey. Okay. She also says that everyone was basically coming after her for about eight hours. Now here's my question. What do you think she means by that? If you think about it, the main plot of this season, we all know it's Candace and Monique. Okay. We get it. Yes. With Giselle, I think part of the reason why these women are going to go after her is probably the whole fucking Jamal situation I don't even know if I want to call it a relationship because he does some messed up shit during this episode and I will get to it, but I just don't think Giselle is all in. This is my thoughts. I could totally be wrong, but this is just how I'm interpreting everything from what I see on the show. Giselle is all in for the relationship. I don't know necessarily if she's doing it for herself. I think she is all in because of her girls. And if you think about it, the girls aren't really, they're not really down with it. They don't want, I don't think they want them to get back together. I just don't. And you can see it. You can see it in the show. So I think Giselle's in it, but I don't think she's in it for the right reasons. As far as in her heart with what she wants in a partner, I think she's just doing it for the kids, which some people do. But at the end of the day, are you really happy? Probably not. And are your kids really happy? I don't know. I have no idea. I could be fucking wrong with that. What the hell do I know? I don't think Jamal's in it whatsoever. I just think that he's just trying to look good on camera at this point because we all know about his shit. He's got some skeletons in the closet. And furthermore about the reunion, we even got a reflection from Andy. He says, and I quote, I was really amazed by how dramatic it was when the husbands came. This was Andy who said that. Now, we saw a little teaser for the season finale, which, what the fuck, it's next week. I'm sad. I don't even know what to do with myself. Like, what the hell? But we did hear that there are going to be four parts of the reunion of Potomac, which a lot of these franchises do not do that. I think the only other franchise that did that was Atlanta. Now, moving on, let's go to Beverly Hills. Now, we have Lisa Vanderpump, okay? She is talking about the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. She is comparing it to Jerry Springer. We all know about Jerry. It's not Jerry Maguire. Jerry fucking Springer. Okay? Now she is referring to this Jerry Springer analogy, if you will. When she is talking about the whole, Mary is married to her step-grandfather, and it's weird, and everyone's not understanding that, but they're understanding of it with the whole, oh, I'm inheriting this and that and this and that. But Lisa says, and I'm going to quote what she says to this, uh, I don't I don't know, she went on a podcast, I can't remember which one it was. She says, I don't want anything near me that's been inside my grandmother's vagina. I am not interested. So yeah, LVP, we're all like that, I would say, for the most part. She also admitted that she hasn't even watched the show, and she also didn't even watch the past season of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. She's just sort of over that shit at this point, and she did step in and talk about the Brandy and Denise drama because we all saw that shit on social media, so she couldn't ignore it. And from there, she says, from what I gathered, Denise just didn't want to be open with what actually transpired. But that's what she should have said to them. She should have said, what I do has nothing to do with you. So bugger off. You know, she says that kind of shit. I love it. It's the English accent. Love it. Thank you, Lisa. So from there, now we're going to go to Orange County and talk about Miss Gina. Gina is clarifying that she was in a mentally abusive marriage with Matt and not necessarily a physical abusive marriage. But it's interesting because who she spoke to about this, again, I saw this on a reality website, she was saying that he was not always violent. But also in that same interview, she confessed that the first time that he was violent was the night of that incident that we all heard about via the reunion last year. But my question is this. Why did you say in this particular interview that he was not always violent and then you just said that he was only violent once? That's a little confusing to me. I think there is kind of a little bit of an elephant in the room, if you will. And she also admitted that she felt like they weren't really a match for each other from the very beginning, which in my mind, why would you stay with someone like that? I... I don't know I feel like it's a lot more common than people think than I would think but I'm just glad that she's out of it she seems like she's really happy with the new boyfriend that she's with I totally forget his name because he's not that interesting to me at this point in my Bravo life but you know they're going strong I'm rooting for you And I think it's interesting that Matt is now on the show. My thought is he's trying to come on the show so he can get in good graces because he's probably gotten a lot of hate mail and all that shit from people who has heard about his situation with Gina. So I think he's trying to build up his image again. Do I think it's uh, right? No. Do I think it's typical for someone who fucked up? Yeah, I do. He's trying to save face for himself because he fucked up. That's just my own opinion. So now, let's go to the main event with my Potomac ladies. You know it. We got it. All right, so we're at the main event. Starting off at Miss Karen Huger's place, with her wig doctor, Steven, arriving at her house with her wigs because, you know, all of a sudden she's got a fucking wig line that apparently we've never heard about, but she has told us about. I don't know. Karen, we never know what you're doing. We never know. We know whenever we get invited and then we're like, what the hell, Karen? Like, what are you doing to us? (sighs) Anyway... Talking about her upcoming wig shift party for the ladies. It's this whole brand new release thing of her line. And she's so excited about it with the wig doctor, Steven. Which basically, he probably did all the shit. And she's just cutting the check. So, that's just my opinion. Now, after that, we meet up with Ashley. She's with little baby Dean. Meeting up with Monique. Getting a little grub. You know, having some fun. Monique is telling Ashley about... Her baby Chase's birthday, it just recently happened, and she said that Karen was there, and Karen had a couple of drinks. But wait! This is a plot twist, because we recall, back in Madeira, Karen had a little ulcer. She had the ulcer, so she was drinking milk. Mm-mm, good. Yes. Preventing osteoporosis, you go, Karen. Yes, Karen! So, Ashley, doing a little bit of investigating. Yes, 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 Inspector Gadget, if you will. Ashley is questioning this. And she says, that's interesting. You know, Monique, she had an all in Madeira, but also with this upcoming wig shift party, she told us that you weren't invited. And then Monique said, no, she told me that I was totally allowed to come and I'm going to come. Like, what the fuck? Da, 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 da. So Monique's been going through a lot of shit. She's not gonna, she's basically dusting that shit that Karen said to the girls under the rug because she's like, what the fuck? I don't have time to deal with all this stuff. Rightfully so. Then Ashley continues to be the inspector gadget that she is. Love her. Yes. Never change. Calls up Karen. She's like, you know what? I'm just going to do it myself. Let's see what the hell she said. Was she setting her up? Some people would say yes. To me, I think she just wanted to get the fucking truth out there. And this is why Ashley is the shit on the show. She is 100%, 1,000% open. She puts everything out there on the table. She's not hiding shit. She wants it out in the open because she doesn't fucks with people who don't put shit in the open. (laughs) That just sounded stupid, but you all know what I mean. So when they call Karen about it, she's like, no, 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 no. Monique said that she couldn't come and then Monique is listening on the other side and she's like, "What? you know, whatever, Karen, blah, blah, blah. She was going to address it later. We'll see it at the end of the episode. Moving on from there, we go to Robin and Juan. They're going house shopping. I have to say that house that they were looking at, very, very beautiful. I would buy it. Of course, I can never afford shit like that. But here's the thing. I hate hearing this line every single motherfucking time that you watch a TV show about someone buying a house or going to get an apartment or something like that of the sorts. They go into the fucking master bedroom or whatever bedroom and the fucking realtor says, and this is where the magic happens. Shut the fuck up. I don't want to hear about that. Like that is the dumbest thing. Why do people say that? Why? I don't get it. It's not funny. I don't find it entertaining. I just think it's something stupid to say. It's cliche to say. I just don't get it. I think people should stop that because it's not funny and it's stupid. Think of something better. Think of a cool tagline like the housewives do. Not, oh, that's where the magic happens. Fuck that shit. Get a new line. Anyways, that really bothers me if you could tell. From the house shopping... Oh, now we go to Giselle. Listen to this. In the Jamal situation ship, Giselle is taking Grace, her oldest daughter, out for her 15th birthday. Go to a Mexican place. Food looks yummy. Had the margarita. Oh, I had Mexican yesterday and it was divine. And I also had a margarita. Totally didn't know that I ordered basically a pitcher of margarita and I spent like almost 20 bucks for it. Like, what the fuck, Kim? There's something wrong with my life. But I didn't say anything when I got there because it's a mom and pop Mexican restaurant. So I assume they're probably hurting a little bit from COVID. So I was just like, yeah, what the fuck? I'll buy it. So I bought a whole margarita pitcher for myself for about $18.99. What the fuck, Kim? Yes, yes. Let's have a good night. So they're out for Grace's birthday. She's 15. Giselle then tells the girls that Jamal is coming for the holidays to stay with them for about a week. Because they are planning to do this family photo shoot. Which sounds cute. Whenever Giselle says that he's coming for a week. Grace looks at her and says, why? (sighs) Now guys, seriously... That just say everything. That just say everything to Giselle. I mean, I'm not really understanding of why it's not. I think she's in denial at this point, and it makes me so sad because we all know that she can do so much better. She deserves better. Like, Jamal, he's a piece of shit. Let's just be real. He is. He's not a good guy. When Giselle is talking to the girls about this whole thing that they don't really have a say, the girls are saying, yeah, we know we have no choice if dad is going to come stay here with us in the house. They don't want him to come. We all see it. That was like, what, a 30, a minute and a half, two minute scene. We could see it. There was no interest there in the girls. I felt terrible watching that. Then Giselle says, this hurt my heart just hearing this from the girls. It just broke my heart. Giselle says, I love us as a family because they're trying to work everything out. And she's telling that to the girls. And then after she says that, one of the twins, I can't remember who it was, says, Are we done? Giselle, if that's not a clue, I I don't, I don't know what else to tell you. We don't know what to tell you because your girls are basically telling you to your face. And honestly, I should shut the fuck up because I'm not in the dynamic. I don't understand. But via the show, we are all here rooting for you. And we just don't like what we're seeing on the screen per Jamal's Fucking whereabouts. She calls him at the photo shoot. We'll get there. I don't want to get too excited. You know, I'm getting too excited. I'm almost there. Let's go back to Karen. She's at her house, flipping the rose petals on the stairs, trying to be all sexy and cute like TLC, crazy, sexy, cool for Ray. He's coming home with some flowers. She's in the bathtub. She's getting naked. She's pouring the champagne. All this shit that you see in the movies, overdone. It's kind of like where the magic happens. You get what I'm saying. <sighs> then she's like, Ray, Ray, Raymond, come up here to Karen, seriously, is that what you're trying? Is that is that how you sound like when y'all are about to have sex? Is that how you sound when you're trying to seduce your man, <sighs> Karen? You. <sighs> You should just go on YouTube. You could find some videos to to be better at that because, honey, you need a little work. And you just do. <laughs> so, I mean, was anyone else cringing at that scene? Because I was. Also, when she was like, Ray, come in, come in, because she was in the bathtub. My mind was like, oh, please, Karen, don't let him come in. Honey, I don't think that he's going to be able to lift his leg to get in that bathtub. Like, seriously, he can't even walk up the stairs. You know, so I was worried. I was like, please, Ray, don't go in that bathtub. I want you to be healthy. I don't want you to fall and break your back and then, like, you're in a wheelchair for the rest of your life. Like, don't do it, Ray. Then the door shuts and I don't even want to fucking know what the hell happened in there because I just I just don't want to know. We don't need to know that, you know. So from there, we're going to a pumpkin patch with Wendy and her family. Super, super cute. The boys want to pick out the pumpkins, which is always super fun. I couldn't do it this year. What the hell? Stupid COVID. Fuck you! (sighs) What I thought was interesting from this little gathering with her family, we find out that Dr. Wendy almost played basketball in college. That's pretty cool. So she's a baller too. She is a badass bitch with four degrees, but she's also a basketball bitch. And I fucks with basketball bitches because I played basketball. I totally thought I was going to be in the WNBA, but I'm also five fucking three. So I was young and naive. And then the real world happened. Yay. So we find out that she is a baller, could have went to school for that, Her mom didn't want her to. She said, you know, you got to focus on your studies. And you know, that's what Wendy did. We all know that. She pulls her mom aside and she wants to talk to her about how she doesn't really want to go back to teaching. Her heart's not in it anymore. She wants to focus on the political commentary. And I think it's great that she's telling her mom this. Clearly, she was afraid to approach her. It's been on her mind throughout most of this season to approach her about this. She doesn't want her mom to be disappointed in her. All she wants is for her mom to be proud of her. So she was very nervous to have this conversation with her. Now, when she does tell her her mom at the very beginning is not supportive and calls her a spoiled brat, that's fucked up to me. I don't even understand why she did that. She was saying, you know, Wendy, people give me praise and kudos on what you've been doing. If that was me, my response in a nice, approachable, respectful manner would say something like, my life is not your life. I feel like you're trying to live your life vicariously through me. And that's not fair. That's a lot of weight on my shoulders that I shouldn't have to bear. So after her mom says that she's a spoiled brat and that Wendy, you're able to do all this shit because of me, like you should thank me, that was a little unfair. That was kind of out of line. I didn't like that. I don't support that. Wendy eventually said that she did all of this for her mom and wants her mom to be proud of her. And that's all that she wants. And then Wendy's mom, you made her cry. That wasn't nice. I didn't like that. That made me sad. But then we see that she understands where she's coming from. And then she says, I am proud of you, Wendy. And then they have a moment and then everything's fine. And then we're all moving on. Is she still going to just go into political commentary? I hope so. We're going to have to wait and see. Let's transition to the Bryant Christmas photo shoot. And guess what? Drum roll. Jamal doesn't show up because he's an asshole. Okay? Anyone ever see Just Friends? An asshole. He's an asshole. That's Jamal. That's Jamal Bryant. That should be his uh, theme song, basically. So he didn't show up because apparently his flight did not make it in time. I think he was coming from Ghana back to Atlanta, then Atlanta to Potomac, D.C., whatever. Well, his flight was delayed. His first layover flight was delayed, I guess. And uh, was it really because we find out that Giselle calls him while they're at the photo shoot? She's like, what are you doing? Where are you? And he's like, I'm at the airport getting a manicure the fuck man are you serious and then he says I'm sorry I didn't make it we all know that I tried no emotion to that whatsoever fucking ever if you are like a man of God like you say that you are because you're this big-ass pastor in Atlanta and shit maybe you should have a little bit more emotion because oh I've tried that's not doing shit for me that makes me so upset and angry, and I just, ugh, I wanted to go through the screen, take Giselle's phone, and just smash it, smash it on the floor. Because Jamal, he's not a good guy. He's not. And his apology absolutely meant nothing to me. Pretty sure if the girls heard it, probably didn't mean anything to them either. And I felt so bad because that last photo, the photo that they showed us, the production of the show, they showed us the the final photo of the photo shoot. And honestly, it doesn't look like they're all happy. It looks like they're putting on a show just to have a nice little Christmas card. But I can see through the bullshit because it's some bullshit. And that made me mad. And the bullshit is Jamal. And he just needs to get out of the picture because I don't think it's, it's not going to be. I don't think it's going to be good. I don't think it's going to be good. I don't think it'll end well the way that we all want it to. Giselle included. Then we see Ashley hosting a dinner for her mom and Uncle Lump. They are coming over to have dinner with Ashley and Michael. We all know that Uncle Lump, he is definitely addressing shit that Michael did to Ashley about that cheating scandal. Yes. And we see it. And he says, he's the first one to start that whole thing. He just goes right in for the kill. He's not waiting. He's not making, oh my gosh, yes, how about the Bulls? I said Bulls because I live in Chicago, but you know what I'm saying. Yes, how's everything? What's the football league doing? No, he just says, what the fuck? Why did you do this to my baby? Why? What the fuck is wrong with you? He went right in. And that's why we love Uncle Lump. It was pretty impressive that Michael was able to sit there through the whole thing and take in what they were saying to him. And he also apologized. But we've heard this shit before. We've heard the, I'm sorry, I'm never going to do it again. I feel like Dorinda right now, just because I went on her Instagram and she did the whole Stop the Madness Instagram Live about uh, Thanksgiving and, you know what, I was in my house. Da, 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 I was in Bluestown Manor. Da, da. That's how I feel. I'm engaged in my Dorinda emotions right now. So that's why I'm as intense as I am. Michael then admits to Uncle Lump and Ashley's mother that he's super hard on himself, where Uncle Lump was like, hey, man, you need to look at yourself and fight your own demons because we all got that shit. Everyone has that. And you got to figure your shit out, Michael. Figure it out. Figure it out. And I agree with Uncle Lump. It's totally true. Then after that lovely dinner, I think they had like sea bass or some shit. I don't know. It looked kind of gross because you still saw the fish face with the eye. That creeps me out. No, I don't want that. Just just give me the fish meat. You know what I mean? We go to Karen's wig event. The wig doctor. Robin throws some amazing ass shade about it. I will get there whenever we get to the weekly shade. We see Monique is arriving 30 minutes early and addresses Karen about, did you tell the girls in Madeira that I was not invited to this little shindig called your wig shift party? So Karen is trying to brush it aside like nothing ever happened because, you know, Karen does that. Monique was just like, whatever, dude. Like, I can't deal with this shit. Like, this is fucking stupid. Then we find out. When Monique is there, Candace is in the car about to get there. And the production does the shit again, making us think on pins and needles on the couch, watching popcorn at hand, margarita at the side watching, waiting for Candace to come into the door while Monique is about to leave because she was only there for 30 minutes. She wasn't there for that long. Karen was basically kicking her shit out. She's like, bye, Monique. Not drag me, Monique, but bye, Monique. Anyways, that happens. And then do we see an interaction with Candace and Monique? No, we don't because Candace was running late. Thank freaking God that she was running late because holy shit, could you imagine, could you imagine if she showed up there and Monique was still there? I don't even know. Would drag me happen? I don't know. Would sling me across the fucking room happen? Who knows? But Karen, you were being messy. You were being messy, honey, and I didn't like it. Then after Monique leaves and the whole, hey, we didn't run into Candace, thank God, we even saw that Karen was nervous about that. So she knew that she was on some bullshit. She was fucking it up on purpose. We'll get into that. rest of the girls show up except for Giselle because I guess the wig doctor, Mr. Steven, talks shit about her on social media. So Giselle's like, I'm not coming. Cool. Whatever. Giselle, you didn't miss much. No, you did not. It's funny because Karen wanted to show the history of the wig line coming together which basically was just Karen wearing her wigs and it was just her channeling her Beyonce and I didn't really understand the history of it but I appreciated the artistic idea that she had for the historic video of her wig line. After the whole history of the video, Wendy was like, Karen, you just interrupted us because Ashley was trying to tell us something, and then Karen's like, Oh my gosh, I'm sorry, blah, blah, blah. Then Ashley, what did you say? Oh, Ashley goes up to Karen and says, Karen, you drank at Monique's kid's birthday party and you didn't drink a Madeira? Like, what the fuck? Were you just not wanting to get drunk with us because you say some shit? Ooh, Karen gets all defensive about that. She is like, you know, I felt like you guys were trying to pressure me, and I felt like you were trying to set me up. Robin chimes in, and then she says something that's in the shade, so I'm not going to get there yet because I'm excited to talk about it, but we're not going to do it just yet. But whoever watched the episode, you guys know what I'm talking about. We'll get there. Then after that whole thing, Ashley eventually tells the girls that Karen did invite Monique to come to the event to set up earlier before the whole event started. The girls were looking at Karen and said, you told us that you weren't inviting her, Karen. Like, what gives? So they're obviously confused about what the fuck is going on and how basically Karen was setting them up. She was setting them up. Candace then admits that Karen did call her and asked her to show up early to the party, which would be the same time of when Monique was there. We all know that shit. Then we find out. (sighs) because of that whole thing that transpired, Karen gets all pissed off because she's being called on her bullshit. So guess what? She can't deal with it. She says, I paid the bill. Bye. Bye, bitches. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Bye, Karen. Kern, Kern. Bye. Bye. No. Oh, my gosh. That was so intense. That was literally the last, like, three minutes. I was almost on the floor because I... Wanted to throw my popcorn at Karen because she was frustrating me. We learned at the end of the episode that Monique did not know that Candace was invited to the party early. She didn't know that. She didn't. Karen wanted Monique to come early. She, want, she didn't want to tell Monique that Candace was coming. Why? She wanted Monique to get there and say her piece of what's going on and all this kind of shit and tell the truth of the story and get her side. So she didn't want to tell her that Candace was coming. But you know what? That is a complete ambush and some complete bullshit. Karen, you were on the wrong. That's how the episode ended. Holy moly. Season finale next week. I'm dead. I can't, but I will. Yes, honey, bring it now. We see that Ashley is telling Michael that Juan is proposing. Ew, this got me. I can't even. Michael responds back to her. This is on the teaser, yes. He says, that's not possible, because it's it's something that I know. Michael, what the fuck, okay? We know that you want to suck Juan's sausage, but you don't know shit. You don't know shit. And if you do, what the fuck do you know? Because I want to know. I want to know. My God, tell us, tell us, tell us. Then we see that this is a big, big deal. We see the altercation about to start with Michael and Chris, Candace's Chris. We see Mr. Juan Dixon. Now, he doesn't get involved with anything. He wants to just be on the sidelines. He doesn't give a shit, you know? He doesn't care. And I love that about him. Makes me want to marry him myself. But we see him. He is holding back, Michael. And he is yelling. He's like, stop! So I am so excited to see that because we will now see the intensity of Mr. Juan Dixon fierce off of the basketball court. And I'm so excited. That is the season finale. Come now, please. Let's go to the Dueling Divas. All righty, honeys. The Dueling Divas. (sighs) I would say it's it's Kern Kern versus the girls minus Monique because she left the party early because she was basically kicked out for Karen leaving her own party because she didn't like how the girls were kind of ganging up on her or she said she's like don't try to gang bang me at my own party Karen you did that shit to yourself they didn't do anything you set that up for yourself why'd you do that? Like, stop me, stupid. Ah. So she leaves her own party. The girls versus Karen, whatever. Oh, this was it. This was the part that I was talking about in the main event. Karen and Robin, slight little duel, but I'm like, what the fuck, Karen? So Robin asks her, this is the time whenever the girls were like, Karen, you didn't drink in Madeira. What gives? Then Robin says, she asks her, did you not want to drink in Portugal because of what you could possibly say while you're drunk? <gasps> oh, well, Karen, ooh, honey, she did not like that coming from Robin. So she put up her dukes and she said, you should be concerned on what Juan says when he's drunk. Dun, dun, dun. What the fuck does that mean, Karen? Spill the tea. I want to know. Do you know something? Like, what the fuck? That wasn't cool because I do feel like she just threw that to be mean, to be petty, and I didn't like that. The other one was Ashley and Candace. That just carried through the Madeira drama whenever Ashley admitted to Candace, oh, I wrote a statement for Monique, da, 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 da. Not a big deal. I would say the biggest one was Karen versus basically all the women. And I just wanted to point out the Robin Karen thing because I thought that was some shady shit. Now, speaking of shady, let's go to the Weekly Shade. We got some good stuff for the Weekly Shade. First, starting off with Karen's wig line <laughs> and us never hearing about what the fuck it was, particularly Giselle, Candace, and Ashley. Giselle says, I never heard of it. Where did it come from? Why is it here? Giselle, we don't even know these answers. I i mean, doesn't Candace have a fucking wig line? And I think she does. And I think it's actually really, really successful. We know that Portia has a wig line and it's very successful. But I'm pretty sure, Karen, I think you may have stolen that idea from some of the ladies that you know, just saying. Then we have Candace. <laughs> She's saying in her confessional, Karen's got this wig line. She's launching this new product that... She can speak to us eventually at a later date because that's what she did with LaDom and all that kind of shit. Like, that's just a... She pulled a Karen. She pulled a Karen. Not the Karen that we've been talking about throughout the whole summer. Y'all know what I'm saying. This is a different Karen, but it's still Karen. The name, of course. Then, Ashley. <laughs> She's like, yeah, just, uh, I have a few unanswered questions. Yes, Ashley, so do we, honey. So do we. Another shade when Ashley was calling Karen whenever she was chilling with Monique at the restaurant. wanted to say, hey, Karen, what the fuck? Did you not invite Monique because you told us that you didn't invite her? Like, what the hell? (sighs) Karen says, I asked Monique and then she told me that she wasn't coming. Hello, you were on speakerphone. Monique heard you say that shit just then. Karen, you did ask her to come. You're just changing your story because you're Karen. Stop it. Stop it. Then... Robin, going to the wig doctor's place. Yes, at the party. Oh, she's like, I thought I was going to be at this extravagant looking place. And I'm going to this small place. And it's in the back of a strip mall. And then it's like small silence. And then she, she looks at the camera and she says, but I'm here to support. Yes, Robin, you were. You were and you did. And that's why we love you. Oh, then whenever Karen says to Robin, oh, yes, try on. Look at all the different shades. Robin, throwing the shade, loved it. She says, Karen, these these wigs, they're all the same shades. And then you see production put blonde, blonde, blonde. Yes, they were all the same shade. Blonde. Karen, we know that you like blonde. Cool. Congratulations. Live in it, soaking it. Yes, bath salt, you know, do your thing, honey. Another one, Ashley and Robin, they're both... <laughs> They're both, it's about the wig thing because we never know what the hell Karen is doing. Like, Karen, who are you? Is Karen your real name? We don't even know anymore. Ashley and Robin, they're still not sure of whose wig business it really is. Is it Steven's? Is it Karen's? We don't know. We don't know. Like I said, looks like Steven's the owner. Karen's writing the checks. The last weekly shade that I have... Whenever the producers were asking Karen about Juan and what he says when he does get drunk, she says, I don't even know what this means. So if any of you know what this means, please let me know via Instagram. Like, what the fuck? She says, dust the couch. I hope I don't have to use it. What does that mean? She ha- like I hope she has receipts so we can see them at the reunion. I saw on Watch What Happens Live the other day, Monique was on there with Andy. She had the biggest receipt book I've ever seen in my life. It was literally like a planner. It was super duper organized, color-coded. I'm excited to see it. Yes. Obviously, we're gonna have four different um, we're gonna have four different episodes for it. So I am ready. Let's go to the quote, honeys. So I have a few quotes for you. Just a few. I'm missing my rony gals and my jersey. Oh, Jersey's going to be starting, though, pretty soon. I'm excited. I don't know the actual release date, but I did just find out that Dallas is going to be returning January 5th, I believe. You know what? I'm saying it right here now, people. I think I might give this season a shot of Dallas. I don't know if I want to go back to the history. I think I just want to pick up on it, give it a chance, like I'm doing with Salt Lake City, and we'll see what happens. I'm not going to promise anything, but I am going to be open. The year of 2021 is going to be a whole lot fucking better than 2020, God willing, hopefully, please but I'm going to give it a chance in January. We'll see what happens. But I am missing my Roni uh, and Jersey lady quotes because I think they're fucking hilarious. So I wouldn't necessarily say that these were ha 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 super funny to me, but I think that they were worth mentioning. Ew. We'll just get this one out of the way because it's gross. Ugh. And we all know and we were reflecting, but we didn't want to. It was Karen. She says... I might even unplug a few holes that have been plugged up for a moment. Hello? Karen, seriously? That's gross. I don't care that you're trying to get the spark on with Rick. I, I don't need to know that. But I'll say it one more time because I did kind of butcher it the first time. This is exactly verbatim what she said. I added like a word. So fuck me, Kim. Okay. She says, I might even unplug a few holes that have been plugged for a moment. Hello? Ew. This was my favorite. The one that I'm going to do now was my favorite because that one was gross, but it needed to be mentioned. This is from Wendy. (laughs) She's talking about the party of the wig shift stuff. Going in, seeing that it's kind of a small party. It's a small place. It's not this huge ass shit that we would think because Karen's too big for her head, you know? So (laughs) Wendy says, It's small. It's intimate. It's cozy. Cozy. And then she says... Karen, go ahead and sell those wigs, honey. Oh, yes. Wendy, I love you for that. That was perfect. Uh, that was like the cherry on top of a beautiful banana split. And she just delivered. So yes, Wendy, that was the quote of the week for me, honeys. Fabulous. I can't believe that we are already here at the season finale of Potomac. Where has the time gone? I, I am kind of upset They're probably, New York and Potomac are definitely my favorite franchises of all the housewives. I'm so upset that it is coming to a close for the season. It has been so much emotional energy for me that I have enjoyed throughout this whole season. I am so anxious for the finale. That shit is going to be as epic as possible. I'm hoping that it's gonna be one of the best finales that I've ever seen. We will see. The reunion will be amazing. They're all wearing yellow gold dresses. I am complete support of that because I am black and gold Steelers, honey. You know what I'm saying. I'm a Yinza. So thank you so much for listening. I always appreciate you taking the time to listen to my crazy ass mouth because I have fun doing this. You know what I'm saying? I say that all the time. But thank you so much. I appreciate your ears. I appreciate your time. Please follow me on Instagram at Bravo Yinzer, Yinzer spelled Y-I-N-Z-E-R. And follow us at Believe Podcasts and at Believe Pop Culture. That's Believe, B-L-E-A-V. Hit me up on my Bravo Yinza Instagram DM account. Let me know what's going on in your life, bravo-wise, anything. Just hit me up. Let's have a conversation. Also would like to tell you I have some fun things coming up as far as shows. I was a guest on another show. I don't want to say it yet because it's not out yet, but I am anxious for you all to see and hear it. It will be fabulous. I have a few special guests coming on in the next couple of weeks. Have a Christmas special. Holiday special. For me, it's Christmas because I celebrate Christmas. So it's a Christmas special for me to share with you all. And I have a guest with me coming back onto the show. You've already heard him on my show. He is fabulous. And then fun things in the works for a New Year's show as well. So tune in, tune in, tell your friends, tell your mom, tell your pa, tell your children, tell everyone about the show like, and subscribe on iTunes. Please rate it. Give us five stars, honey, because you know you want to. And if you don't, just do it for me, please. That would be really helpful. (laughs) All right. Enough of that shit. Y'all know what I have to say. Thank you again so much for listening. I hope you all have a great week. Stay happy, stay healthy, stay safe, and I'll talk to you guys next Tuesday.